welcome to another episode of Into Your Life podcast with Natalie and myself, Lenka. So today we have a wonderful guest, Kath Downs, and she is a happier life mentor. And when I saw this, I was like, you know what? She needs to come and talk to us today. So here she is. Kath helps overwhelmed women to live it a way that makes them happy and fulfilled. Yeah, that sounds like quite a something. There's happiness, work-life balance, well-being, all these power words that are going about at the moment. But you know what? I'm going to get Kath to really explain what it is that she's doing and how she does help people because Finding that happiness, that inner joy is important. So welcome, Kath. It's wonderful to have you here with us. Introduce yourself and explain. Hopefully you can do a better job than what I've just done. <laughs> oh, thank you, Natalie. Um, it's really lovely to be here. Uh, thank you for, for having me on. Um, yeah, so I, I'm a happier life mentor. I kind of uh, made up the title for myself because... When I went into this, it, it, I found it really difficult to find a find a niche and really kind of um, be clear on what I was doing because it's the, the whole the whole thing about well being and and being happy and getting the most out of life and being in the moment and, and all of that stuff. It's it's so it, it's so kind of. Uh, fuzzy edged you know it's it's really hard to to kind of put a label on things like that and 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 kind of package it uh in a way that's easy to understand so um I spent quite a long time going around and around the houses thinking about how I was gonna explain what it was that I did um and so I I just I came up I came up on happier life because I didn't I didn't want to be happy life mentor because I don't want to imply that people aren't happy, but I think there's a, a that there are a lot of people who could be happier. Um, so um, it, this this kind of really came out of a conversation that I had with a very good friend of mine um, who I've known for years and years and years, and she was she was talking to me about how she felt about life um generally and she was saying she had everything she could possibly want you know she was in a, a really good place um from the outside looking in she had a good job uh or she, you know she still has a good job she's got a family who live close by and she sees them regularly she's very close to her mom and dad and her sister and and that's that's all brilliant she has a daughter, she has a, a house that's really lovely, she's very comfortable, she can afford to go on holiday, she can afford to take her daughter out in, in school holiday, she can, you know, they, they have nice things, they don't really want for anything, And but she said, I have days when I think, is this it? And, and she said, and then I feel really guilty for thinking that, because I've got so much more than other people have, you know, and then I start thinking whether well, there are plenty of people who don't have a job they love or, you know, they don't have enough money to get by and, you know, are struggling. And, and, and it was like, well, how dare I not be happy with what I've got? But I think a lot of people do feel this way. 
And I think um, I think particularly a, a lot of women feel this way. And I think we're really conditioned when we're younger, we're conditioned into uh, thinking that, that that linear path from school through, you know, getting your qualifications from school, going on to further education, if that's the way you're going, uh, and then into a career and working your way up through that um, and getting the house, the partner, the family, but, you know, whatever it is that, that you, you want to get. We, we, we kind of follow that path and we think that's going to lead to happiness. And when I've got all of those things, that's it. That's my happy ever after, you know, and, I, and I'll, I'll just I'll, I'll be content with that. And that's great. And that will see me through. Uh, for the rest of my days um, and then you know we're kind of surprised when we do all that and we go oh wh where, where's the joy <laughs> I I'm, I'm waiting for the joy here <laughs> and it's it, it's not there um, so I'm what I what I'm all about is reconnecting people with what brings them joy because I think we really lose touch with that in our kind of quest for all these things that we want in life or we think we want in life. We lose touch with the person that we really are. Um, and especially with women, as we play all the roles, you know, we, we're the, the partner, the mother, the whatever the job title is, it, 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 the, the daughter, the sister maybe, all of those things, we play all those roles. Um, and we really lose sight of that person that we are uh, in, in, in the core of it, you know? Um, and we forget about the things that really make us joyful. Um, all of those things really from when we're much younger. Um, and, and we, it's, it's that sort of putting away of childish things. We, 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 we come away from all of that. Um, because we're so busy just getting on with life. And it's it's those things that we really need to reconnect with. And we need to learn to be really present in the moment and you know, let go of this kind of worrying about future all the time, thinking about what's coming, thinking about what's been ruminating on the past. It's it's all that stuff that we need to to let go of really and, and just reconnect with ourselves. So that's that's what I try to do. <laughs> There's this almost like this need to find your happiness when I have the car, when I have the job, when I have the the perfect husband, the perfect kids, the perfect house, whatever it is, that's where there's a little a little ball of happiness that I'm gonna pick up and yes, I'm happy now. Whereas happiness is more of an internal process. So even though life is difficult life might be hard you can still have that joy you can still have that happiness connection so it's almost like why wait until you've achieved that goal when yeah. you can have it right now absolutely yes and uh, you know you hear a lot of people talking in that way when I've got this and when that happens and when I reach that point then I'll be happy and I can sort of allow myself to be happy um but it's it nothing's guaranteed this this is a thing that I, I, I find myself talking about a lot um you know if you're waiting for the conditions to be right then 
you're going to be waiting quite a long time and 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 why why wait for that why not learn how to kind of look at your day every day and go right what's what's good about today what's going on in my life right now that I can be happy about and that I can find the joy in people think happiness is this thing that's just gonna happen um but actually it's it is a choice I think that's maybe not a very popular thing to say but I do think happiness is a choice we do we choose how we respond to things and we choose um happiness um and it's also there's uh, I, I listen to uh Dr Rangan Chatterjee quite a lot and he talks about happiness as uh, a skill that you can learn and improve on and, and and get better and better at and I really love that way of looking at it because I think if you look at happiness as being something that comes to you when 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 everything is is in place then it's out of your control and you're just waiting for it and so if you're not happy well then it's not your fault and you know it's it's it just hasn't happened right for you but actually if you look at happiness as a skill that you can practice then it puts it completely in your control and so, you know, you can look at things that happen every day, you know, you, you can you can just go through your day and there's always going to be bits that you don't particularly enjoy. There's always the, the you know, the kind of the drab bits, the, 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 the stuff that you have to do, the chores and all that stuff. But you, you can choose how you respond to all of that. So you can you can choose to go about it in a way that allows you to to see the good in it and and being present is uh, such a big part of that um or or you can choose not to and you know you can get to the end of a day and go well that's you know, another another drab day another day where nothing exciting happened and but you know I'd, I'd I have a lot of days when nothing particularly wow happens but I make a point every day of getting outside um you know I take my dog out and sometimes the joy for me is just watching the dog you know sniffing around and and enjoying himself and that that, that makes me happy but that's because I'm choosing to see that as something to make me happy and if I if I really sort of stop and be in that moment and watch you know watching my dog um enjoying himself and I allow it to bring a smile to my face then that's that's such a moment of contentment and and you know I feel really fulfilled in that it's it's not a big moment it's not a a, a sort of life-changing um moment in the day but it it fills me up you know I, I I love those little things um there's a fantastic uh, uh quote from John Kabat-Zinn um, and he says um, the little things the little moments they're not little and I, I love that I just uh, because that's what life is it, it's it's moments and and they're all important and I think we we're so used to concentrating on the big stuff that's happening and you know working our way towards big stuff and all the stuff 
all the things that we have to go through to get to that big moment are kind of we see them as as just they're kind of in the way I want to get through that to get to the big moment um but actually those little steps towards the big moment without those you wouldn't get the big moment so we we have to enjoy all the the, the, the little things that go on in life because that, that's what life is made of and um I was thinking about this the other day actually as as I was on uh, one of my dog walks um and I thought you know the things that when when you lose people that you love the things that stay with you and the things that you talk about are all the little things you know you miss uh hearing hearing someone's laugh um you know you miss the silly things that they used to say and it's all those little tiny things that that stay with you and that's because that's what life is made of it's it's all of those little little things like you said it's those little moments that bring the joy mm. so one one thing that we have talked about it before on a with a previous guest is this idea of positivity and happy thoughts when you are having a bad day or you just you're just having that I feel angry at the moment I don't want to be talking thinking happy thoughts I want I'm thinking murderous thoughts and leave me to it I don't want to be positive all the time because that is not it doesn't work for me right now so how can we still have that almost that joy but allow these emotions that we feel. We're not just always happy and positive. Mm. There is the negative. There is the angry. There's the sad. There's the the tears. There's the whatever the emotion is in that moment. But you can almost have that underlying joy that's there. It's just hibernating for a minute or two and, and getting there. Is that something that is possible? Can you still have that joy, but still feel the other emotions that we need to feel? We're human. We're not just happy thoughts and think positive and everything will be fine. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, th I think that's, um, you know, you hear people talking about finding the positivity in, in everything. And and I, I don't really like that, that, that way of talking about things because sometimes, you, you know, as you say, you just you feel angry upset whatever and you can't find the positive in it and and to try and to try and find the positive or for somebody to come along and go oh you know look on the bright side so like, well, so if i can't find a bright side then i'm failed am i you know I, I, then that's that's in, entirely my fault and I'm, I'm failing at life because i can't turn this into positive um so I, I don't like that way of thinking. I, th I think that's quite a, that's, that's a bit of a dangerous path to go on. And but I think part of this part of this uh, finding the joy and 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 being happy is really kind of having having a really good grounding um, and and feeling like you are grounded and you belong um, and you know you you kind of you have your place in the world and you know what that is and you value yourself and you love who you are and if you've got all of that stuff then you you can feel all the feels you know you you can feel angry when you need to feel angry and you can feel 
um, down and, and sad when you need to. And, and all those feelings need to be welcomed because they are part of who you are um, and they're part of your life in that moment. Um, and so welcoming all those feelings in and, and allowing and just acknowledging and, and being able to go, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm generally a, a quite a content and happy person, but this situation has really made me feel like this. And I need to feel like this. And, you know, I, I just need to feel this for a bit. And and allowing it and not because I think we we tend to um we tend to want to sort of sweep negative feelings under the carpet sometimes I think and and I think that's something that we learn when we're quite young because other people don't like dealing with it you know if we're upset if we're angry if we're feeling down about something it's it's awkward for people they don't you know a lot of the time they don't really know how to how to respond to you um and so we we kind of learn to hide it a bit or you know and and, and go away with crying I mean how many times you heard someone apologize for crying um you know we like to go away and cry on our own we don't want to be seen crying because other people don't know how to respond to it and they want to make us feel better um and Brené Brown talks about this um in in a really lovely way because she talks about how parents want to take that feeling away from their children because it's it's horrible when your children are upset and you, you, it, it, it's really upsetting for for you to watch them be upset but actually by kind of saying it's you know they're there don't don't cry don't cry don't cry and and trying to cheer them up and you know give them a lolly or whatever it is <laughs> trying to take that pain away it doesn't help them because they need to know how to be with their emotions they need to know how to sit with that that pain um so you know really the the better thing to do is is to say to them well i, I can't take it away but i can i can sit with you as you sit with it um and i can be here for you um and i think that we we really need to learn how to deal with those those emotions that we think of as negative we need to learn to deal with them in a much better way and allow them and and actually sit with them and and just notice how we feel because you know it changes the way we feel physically uh, as well as emotionally and we we just need to be able to recognize all of that and and be okay with it and go yes I'm a person I'm a human being and this happens to human beings and I I just need to allow it to happen and then once I've allowed it it's it's out it's you know I've 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 dealt with it it's it's okay and I can return to my usual sort of happier self um but if we're constantly trying to sort of bury it and and put the positive face on we're not really dealing with it. We're not really feeling it. So yeah, I, I think it's absolutely possible to be uh, a, a happy person, but still um, experience all of the all of the feelings.
A while ago, I watched this incredible training series, this um, sessions from a professor who really dives deep into happiness. And what was fascinating for me to learn there was that our brains are kind of lying to us in a way that what we believe is going to make us happy, uh, shown by research, at the end is actually not making us happy. So lots of people will believe that if I get better grades at school, I will feel happy. If I get a better job, I will feel happy. If I get more money, I will feel happy. If I lose certain amount of weight, I will feel happy. If I found find the right partner, I will feel happy. If I win lottery, I will feel happy. And study by study is showing that actually none of these things ultimately really makes the biggest difference on the happiness scale. So how is it that our brains are kind of designed to lie to us? That what we consciously believe that will make us happy ultimately doesn't. And how can we then work with ourselves to overcome these kind of internal disconnections, let's call it, where what we instinctively, naturally believe like, yeah, this is my goal. And if I achieve it, it will be happier Then recognize that maybe this is my brain for whatever reason, lying to me and uh, something else might make me even happier. Yes, it's really interesting that, isn't it? Because, um, yeah, we, I think we, we talk a lot about, um, you know, achieving your dreams and we're, we're kind of in, encouraged to have, um, to have goals and aims and, and dreams. And that's, that's all, that's all absolutely uh, fine. You know, you need to you need to have dreams and things to work towards. But um, yeah, it's it's a it's a strange thing that once you achieve that and you you do reach that goal, you do achieve that dream. It never brings you the happiness that you think it's going to, because you know you've you've built it up into this sort of be all end all thing. It's, it's like um, you know, like like with all the the, the stuff, all the, the the house, the the career, the children, etc. So, um, yeah, you you think it's going to bring you the the happiness that you're looking for, but actually, all that's happened is you you reach that point, and then you're thinking, well, what now? What next? What do I do? You know, I need the next thing because we I think we're sort of. I think we are kind of programmed like that, aren't we? We, we? we always have to have something that we're working towards. And there's there's nothing wrong with that, but it it's that it's the idea that we have, it's what we tell ourselves. When I've got this, then I'm gonna be happy. And we're always sort of looking for that happy ending. And actually life isn't like that at all. And you know, when we're not we're not fairy tale characters and we don't we don't have a happy ending because you know, at the end of a fairy tale, the happy ending is the, <laughs> the prince and princess get married. And, you know, as we all know, that's not the end. <laughs> you have to go on living with that person for the rest of your life then. <laughs> so, um, and if, if, we, if we think the prince and princess are, are happy every day with each other just because they're together um, for the rest of their lives, then, you know, <laughs> that's a whole other thing um <laughs> so uh yeah we 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 need we need the next thing we always need the next thing and so I, the 
the, the, the happiness thing is really, it's about knowing who we are and it's about understanding um, what our values are um, and, and what's important to us at, at our very core. Um, and, and then kind of living in alignment with those things. And this is, again, is this something that um, Rangan Chatterjee talks about uh, a lot and, and he's written a book on it. Um, but living in alignment with, with your values is such an important part of being happy. But I think a lot of people don't really know what their values are. It's not something that they really spend much time thinking about. That's what it is. That's what brings contentment. It's, it's, it's being able to live in alignment with your values and, and have moments in your day where your, your values are kind of satisfied. Um, and so I, th I think that's really it. It's, it's not those big things that, that make us happy. They're, they're great. It's, and that, that brings, you know, when you, when you achieve that big goal, finally, that does bring a sense of uh, euphoria, I suppose. And, you know, that, that, that's a big feeling, but it's not that more sort of simple, grounded, genuine happiness um, that you can get from the tiniest of things. I also think that we often forget the whole celebration after achieving, that we are so driven by the goals and by our desires that we not even stop to appreciate if we've achieved something, if we've moved somewhere, that we're always about the next thing and next thing. And that's what I've learned from neuroscience is that there is such a our system inbuilt in such an interesting way that dopamine is the chemical that kind of drives us and promises us all these wonderful feelings to be like once you achieve this you will feel wonderful it's how we survive it what motivates us keep going but once we're in the moment in the present dopamine is not available that's not how dopamine works dopamine only works in the projections of future in the moment, we have different chemicals. We might have serotonin and oxytocin, but they do feel differently. So that's such an interesting, for me, a realization that the same feeling that I get when I'm excited about the future, when I'm imagining how it's going to feel to achieve something, to be somewhere, to be with someone, to accomplish something, that is not going to feel the same, even if I don't take the time to appreciate and celebrate and honor it is not going to feel the same because the chemicals flowing inside of me right now in the present are not the same that they are there when I'm looking into the future. So I also like when you talk about the happy ending, that it's like a destination, that once you get there to this pinnacle of this happy ending, that you will be happy forever. But from my perspective, from what you're talking about, happiness is more as a scale, it's more fluid, it's more of a balancing act and some days you might be a little less happy, some days you might be a little more happy, but uh, it's not a consistent state, it's not something that you will forever and ever be at this exactly same level of happiness. And you also use then the words of joy and contentment and sometimes we might feel more, more content and sometimes we might feel more joyful. 
and sometimes I feel more happy. So it really feels like it's a still, it's a mind game. Happiness, it's for me a pure mind game. Mm. Yes, yeah, I really like that way of looking at it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So for our listeners who then want to understand and maybe get better at playing this mind game. Do you have any advice on you know, day-to-day basis? What habits, what activities, how can we start working with our mind to, as you say, to just lean more into the happiness and find more happiness, be happier, not to be ultimately happy forever and ever, but have a happier life every day to the fullest extent of what we are capable of? What I was just talking about with the with the values, I think that's a really good starting place, actually. If, if people are wanting to uh, kind of take control of this um, for themselves and and really start to feel more happy and more content in their lives every day, um, a really good starting place is just to to think about what is really important to me, what values are really important to me and just you know, come up with a little list of them, you know, maybe just five things to start with. Um, and just really start noticing where in your everyday you're managing to kind of align yourself with those things. Um, and, and even, you know, kind of having them written down so that you can you can check and just just really sort of taking it taking it right back to a sort of basic way of working note these things down and and put them up somewhere on you know stick them on the fridge or whatever um so you'll see them and, and kind of just be aware of them just so it's, it's it's getting it into your head so you know as I said for me one of them is is kindness so if you, you've got kindness written somewhere and you're just really aware then and it's it, every time you look at it you're just reminding yourself that that's that's a really important thing to you and what have I done today that has shown um you know that that has been me showing kindness to somebody else and and you'll probably notice kindness towards you as well from other people uh, just because you're aware of it and you're you know it's, it's kind of in the forefront of your mind so just little things like that that you can start with um a, 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 it's a really good way in and and again it's just practice it's the the more you think about your values the the, the more aware you are of them the more you're going to see them um kind of playing out in your everyday um and if you're kind of making that effort to be kind and say, okay, you know, I'm going to make sure that I'm kind at least three times today. Um, and then, you know, just kind of allow it to, to progress from there. Um, and it has to be a really conscious thing. Um, so it is, you know, it's an effort and it, it, it does take some thought and it, it takes a bit of energy and it takes a bit of time. But the more you do it, as with anything that you practice regularly, the more you do it, the easier it becomes, the more automatic it becomes. So ultimately, you know, you find yourself just being kind because you've practiced it and it's just coming naturally and you're noticing kindness towards you. Um, 
So that's one thing. Another thing that's really good to do is um, to practice gratitude. And it sounds like such a simple thing, but it's so, so effective. And I think a lot of the time people think about gratitude and happiness the wrong way around. They can't they, they think if I've got things to be grateful for, then I'll be happy. Actually, it's really the other way around. You need to practice gratitude. You need to be grateful to be happy. And again, it's it's something that you have to consciously make an effort to do. Um, and it'll take a little bit of time and energy, but the more you do it, the easier it becomes. And you can do it through uh, journaling. You can actually, you know, write write things down. Take sort of ten minutes out of your day. Um, morning's a good time to do it, or or last thing at night. Um, but just making that time, just to sit with your thoughts, and actually just think what right now in this moment what am I grateful for? What is good in my life? What do I, what can I say thank you for? And, you know, you can, you can make a list, you can write down your list. Um, quite often I'll do it and I, I, I'm, I, you know, I haven't got my pen and paper on my books or anything and I'll just do it in my head. I might even say it out loud if there's nobody else in the room <laughs> to think that I'm a bit bonkers. <laughs> I'll just talk it through to myself. Um, and, and just list, see if I can list 10 things just in that moment that I'm really grateful for. And it doesn't have to be big things. Um, you know, we're back to thinking about those little things that make up life. So I'll be grateful for my bed. I mean, I'm particularly grateful for my bed uh, this week because I was away last week. So I was in a different bed and I don't cope in, in different beds very well. <laughs> so <laughs> when, I, when I came back from, from holiday, and I lay in my bed. Oh, that was absolutely the top of my list. I was so grateful for my bed. Um, it can be, you know, you can be grateful for uh, a nice cup of tea. Just, you know, I've, I've made my cup of tea in the way that I like it and I'm enjoying it. And just just be grateful for that. It can be, you can be grateful for the people in your life. You know, the roof over your head, the, 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 the area you've got outside to go and stand in. It could be anything. Um, really really small things um and the more you practice gratitude the more you notice what's in your life that is that is good um and the happier you'll become so yeah those those would be my things to to get started you know think about your values try and try and get those into your everyday life and practice gratitude every day so they're, they're my starting points one of the practices that I have picked up from kind of diving more into happiness is the kind of almost art of savoring. And for me, it's very related then to gratitude. It's really reminding myself to be more present in the moment and to savor whatever it is. You mentioned the cup of tea. For me, it's really savoring my first cup of coffee in the morning and really being grateful for it, but also really savoring the moment of the feeling the warmth in my hands, smelling it, tasting it, enjoying the same about relationships, savoring a relationship with someone, savoring the moments you have with them, savoring weather, whatever it is. It's really the in the present appreciation and noticing little details that you might not have noticed before about certain 
person, thing, activity, circumstances. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that. I, I, that's such a great word, isn't it? Savoring. It's, it's um, yeah, it's something we, we often forget to do because life is so fast paced and we're constantly sort of getting things done so we can get on to the next thing that needs doing. And I think we we just we, we'd all benefit, I think, from just slowing everything down and really taking time over things you know I mean people used to actually stop for lunch didn't they <laughs> I talked to my mum about this and she when her, her first job she was she had an office job and um and she said we would all stop for lunch and we went and ha actually had lunch in a restaurant together and and there was no work like for a solid hour and nowadays it's like what an hour where you didn't even talk about what you actually ate your food and took your time and talked to the people around you about other things what but actually we'd be so much better off if we if we kind of went back to that because in having that break and actually stopping and 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 savoring that time and tasting the food and and just really kind of enjoying being in that moment with with people you know I think we, we would we would all benefit from that because it's it's a proper break you know now we people eat at their desks and that's not a break they haven't actually stopped working um and and so when they when they kind of go into their afternoon session of work they're not refreshed they haven't they haven't stopped properly so it's just a continuation and you know the, and the tiredness just gets worse and worse during the afternoon whereas if you've actually stopped and had a proper pause in the day and and reset and you know you're able to go back in the afternoon really refocused and fresh and able to make the best of the afternoon and and you know be be your better self but um yeah it's it's something we just don't do enough that savoring of a moment and um you know I think I, I was I was actually out uh in a, a a park literally just opposite where I live um last night doing a a, a mindfulness session with a, a little group um from the local community and I just got, got them to, for five minutes I just got them to go and find a spot in the park that they wanted to go and stand or sit in and I just said just take this time just go and be present just just by yourself just go and have five minutes where you stand or sit and notice just notice and I went and did it myself as well and I I, I went and stood over in it and, and the sun was just coming through at that point and I just noticed these little flies that would and usually you know you go flies oh god flies back them away you know don't don't, <laughs> don't want flies near me but I just looked and and they were kind of gathering on the ground and the sun was shining on, on them and they were they were sort of all different colors and I, I I would never have noticed that you know but taking the time and going on I'm just having five minutes of being absolutely present I noticed the colour of these flies, the way they were moving around um, each other, uh, 
and and you know and then the, the flowers that they were kind of near i'm noticing the the the, the vibrancy of the colors um in in all the flowers uh nearby and you just don't normally do that and so to to actually savor that moment and savor what your senses are are taking in um it's, it's so important it's you know that that idea of being present truly present um is is just such a such a big thing um for all of this so yeah absolutely love that word savor brilliant <laughs> this is leading me on to to a question uh that i have is health the connection between having that that joy that inner joy that happiness and your health is happiness quite important to find ways to be more healthy to be more i know being present mindfulness and all of this but for our for our audience as well is our health is so connected to us it's connected to mental health mental well-being wellness well-being you know all these words that that, that we fling around mm. but there's never a combination of that joy or that happiness or that happier life and your health. Yeah. So can you explain a little bit or dig into it a bit, especially for, for our audience to, to give them another reason to take those moments, to find that joy now. Don't wait for that big goal. But find yeah. it now because it can help with health. Yeah. I, I, it really can. It's a really interesting one. And, um, I've actually just recently been looking at um, the nun study. I don't know if you've heard of the nun study. It's I, it, I, I, very basically there's there's if you Google it, it'll, it'll come up. Um, but it's uh, a study that took place in the 1930s, I think, and there, there was sort of there was this group of nuns uh, starting out, uh, you know, just just going into the convent and starting their life as nuns. And they, 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 they were asked to write um, kind of journal entries, I suppose, um, almost sort of autobiographies. Um, and so they all did this, they all, all wrote that. Um, and then later on, you know, years and years later, when all these nuns were kind of in their seventies and eighties, the, they they looked back at their the, at what they'd written as these these young women going into uh, that life, and they they kind of noticed a correlation between the nuns who wrote more positively about life um, when they first went in, and the nuns who were still alive. Um, and healthy um, when they went back uh, to to kind of see how they how they got on. So quite a few of the, the basically it was sort of the nuns who had been less positive, more of them were no longer alive, so their lives were shorter than the happier nuns. <laughs> and I think there was something to do with dementia as well. There there were a, a couple of the nuns who had. Uh, who had been, who had written positively, so the, the happier nuns, <laughs> um, and they'd actually got uh, 
it, when when their brains were scanned, they actually had signs of dementia, but they were not showing symptoms of it. Um, so that that was kind of an interesting uh, finding from from this um, study. So basically, you know, the kind of outcome of that study was that the happier nuns lived longer and were more healthy um, than the the ones who weren't so positive when they went in. So I, I just I, I found that really interesting. I found that quite fascinating. Um, and I think the other the the, the thing about uh, how we view um, kind of physical health and you know like going to the gym and dieting and and all that kind of thing I think there's I think it's probably changing now but I think there's a sort of punishing um aspect to that um I think when we look at you know upping our physical fitness unless you're really that way inclined and you love things like jogging and you know cycling and going to the gym it's it feels like a really punishing thing to do doesn't it if you like oh, I need to I need to up my fitness I maybe need to lose a few pounds I'll I'll oh, what can I do I'll, I'll go I'll try cycling or I'll try running and like the very thought of it is like oh no I don't really don't want to do that you know you need to be able to find the joy in that um, if you if you're not finding uh, something to enjoy about your physical workout or your you know what you eat, then you're not going to keep going with it. You know, there's there's you're going to lose motivation quite quickly, um, which is what happens an awful lot, I think, with <laughs> with people who start diets or start exercise regimes, um, and they very quickly get. Kind of put off by it because it's it it doesn't feel right to them um so yeah it's it's finding something that that works for you finding you know a lot of people like um kind of dance and stuff like you know things that are more expressive um and there's some great dance things that you can find on on youtube and you know you can dance around your front room or like hula hooping and stuff like that i think you have to find a fun element um that so that you actually want to do it and yeah I think this this idea of just having a, a punishing exercise regime and going to the gym sort of you know and then lifting weights and doing half an hour on a treadmill it's just oh it's 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 impossible to keep that up if unless that kind of thing really floats your boat and then you know that's, that's absolutely fine <laughs> So yeah, find the joy in in your in your uh, health um, regime as well. So Kath, thank you so much for for sharing this about finding that joy, finding your way of working with you and not against you, and the gratitude that you can have and being present and just finding those those moments and that contentment. And not waiting for that goal to be achieved, but actually starting right now. So I really appreciate you sharing your, your wisdom with us and your experience and your knowledge. But before we go, where can people find you? Where can they follow you or find you or connect with you and even reach out to you? How can people find you? 
Right, yeah. So um, I'm on uh, the, the usual social media. So I'm, I'm on LinkedIn as um, Kath Downs Happier Life Mentor. Um, I'm also on Facebook. Um, my Facebook page is called, uh, it's, it's, well, it's facebook.com slash find calm. Um, so my, my business is called find your calm. Um, so, uh, where else am I? I'm on, I'm on Instagram, but I'm not as present on Instagram. Um, but, uh, I'm Kath underscore find your calm on Instagram. Um, or on email, I'm, I'm Kath at findyourcalm.org.uk. So anybody, if you want to reach out to Kath, do reach out to her have a conversation find out about connecting with your own inner joy your happier life and use those tools that Kath shared with us today so thank you so much it's been wonderful to talk to you and we look forward to bringing you on in a later date to dig deeper into this I think this is a really important topic and it is so much more than just happy thoughts there's much more to it than than that and it's it's allowing you to live your life with that joy but as well as experiencing all the other emotions so we will definitely be digging into this in a future date so thank you very much Kath thank you so much it's been a real pleasure thank you make sure you subscribe to Into Your Life podcast to receive a notification whenever we publish a new episode